You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Hitchcock Hecklers, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of Auburn podcasts. I'm your host, Chandler Fullman, and I'm joined alongside tonight with my co-host Clint Richardson. Clint, it was a uh, it was a pretty good weekend of Auburn baseball. I would say so. It's nice to see the Tigers get get back on the winning track. Yes, I uh, definitely agree with that. And they definitely did get back on the winning track, uh, taking two out of three from nationally ranked Ole Miss um, this weekend or I should say this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, with Easter being on Sunday. But the Auburn Tigers, since the last time we uh, had this podcast and talked, uh, they've gone 2-2 two and two on the week with a midweek loss at Georgia Tech. And then they took two out of three um, here at home at Plainsman Park versus Ole Miss. Uh, the Tigers now sit at 26 and 14 on the season overall and 10 and 8 in the SEC. So, Clint, what are your, um, I know I asked you just last week, but what are your thoughts on the season as a whole um, now that we've gone, we've had four more games? You know, I'm feeling a little bit better about this team. And, you know, we've talked, and as many others have talked, that the race is really to 15 conference wins and for Auburn to have been able to get two this weekend against Ole Miss and with um, Vanderbilt coming up this weekend and being a, you know, one of the best teams in the country, it's going to be really hard for Auburn to, to really get to that number if they had to perform like they did this weekend. So, you know, Auburn is still only what a game, a game and a half out of the lead for the SEC title and the the top half, I mean, I think it's 12 teams or so are within two games of the SEC title right now. And it's just a really tight league. And this team has, has struggled at times, but you know, it's, it's kind of a typical way that Auburn and baseball in general go. So I think this team is finally getting out of the slump that they had. And, you know, really what, what a better time going into one of the hardest places to play in Nashville and against one of the best teams in the country. Yeah, I'm uh I'm actually making the trip to Jacksonville State tomorrow and then I'm looking forward to going up to Nashville um and hearing the Vanderbilt whistler um <laughs> this weekend. Um so well, hey, if people get upset about our heckling, you know, let them watch a yeah. Vanderbilt game for just a just, little bit. Yeah, just let them listen to the whistler for five minutes. I mean, that's that's as bad as it gets. But let's um, go ahead and talk about this week in Auburn baseball. Um, Tuesday, the Tigers traveled up to Atlanta to play at Georgia Tech, and unfortunately, um, it didn't go the Tigers' way. Uh, they lost eleven to six, and. Rankin Woley had a big three-hit day for the Tigers, but once again, the pitching, our midweek pitching, let us down. And Clint, what do you think we can do to solve that? That's a that's a good question. Um, that, that, that's a loaded question. I just 
I just threw a loaded uh, question on you. You know, I don't, I don't get paid enough to answer that question. Now, this is, this is the issue. It's Auburn is already down at this point, down two of the best arms in the bullpen. Um, you know, we, we came into conference play thinking that this team was starting to look pretty deep, especially in the, the bullpen. <laughs> and then it's just such a different world talent wise and atmosphere wise and uh, playing in the SEC every single weekend. Um, we've seen some pitchers, especially these young guys, kind of get rattled, and they've carried that from one game to another. And then we've seen a couple of guys who have really shown out this weekend uh, and previous weekends. So, you know, and it's it's always hard to kind of balance these midweek games when you've got a perfect bullpen. So when you're you're down an arm, let alone two really good arms on the weekend, and you have to pitch by committee, in game two and three, I mean, these are just throwaway games pitching-wise. You know, if you've got a guy who's able to go four or five, six innings, that's a lifesaver at this point. But if you look at the Georgia Tech game, no Auburn pitcher went more than two and two-thirds. Carson Skipper got the start, gets pulled with one out left in the third inning, and he still had 53 pitches. So they always say on the broadcast and something that I probably pay a little bit too much attention to is that the schedule basically for a pitcher is 15 pitches per inning. If you're below that, you're doing pretty good. If you're above it, that's, that's not the best way to do this. So for Carson to have had 53 pitches and only 23 of them be strikes to start out the game and not even go three innings, that's, that's rough on this bullpen and this pitching staff. And, you know, you make it tough on the coaches and, you know, Georgia Tech was just able to get really good, timely hits and make them count. And that's kind of where Auburn's bats have also struggled. If they're getting hits, and, it, and we saw it a little bit this weekend, um, they kind of struggle at times to do anything with it. Yeah, uh, definitely. And it's just looking at the stat line here, um, every Auburn Tiger pitcher um, allowed at least one run. So, and there was six pitchers that threw in Tuesday's game. So when you have six different pitchers allowing runs, um, that's not good. Not good at all. Um, but hopefully the uh, Tigers can get back on track tomorrow in the uh, scheme, in the terms of midweek games um, versus Jacksonville State. But before we talk about Jacksonville State, we got to talk about a huge, huge weekend series. Um, Auburn Tigers uh, hosted Ole Miss, and Thursday's game, uh, Auburn won seven to four. Uh, Garrett Wade got the start, and Garrett did not look the best. Um, but then came in Richard Fitz to save the day, and what you can't say enough about in the past two or three weeks, how Richard Fitz has stepped up and kind of filled the Jack Owen and Davis Daniel role that was void. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you if there's two guys that you want to look at in the pitching staff who's really stepped up, and like you said, it's Richard Fitz and it's Brooks Fuller. These two guys have really grown up in the last two or three weeks and really shown the kind of guts that they have and that they belong on this staff. And, you know, Richard hasn't really gotten a whole lot of action this season. And I think 
you and I both would agree that we figured we would see a little bit more of him. Highly touted kid out of high school, you know, supposed to have one of the best arms on the staff. I guess he just needed some time to adjust to college life and college baseball. So it's good to see him out here. And like you said, Garrett, Garrett struggled and it wasn't all just pitching wise. He struggled with some of the, the pitcher fielding practice plays and just struggled to kind of feel at home on the mound. And that's not what you really want out of the starter. So I think that it was really unfortunate that Ole Miss was able to get four runs off of him really early in the game. I think that really shook him. Um, but really big kudos to Richard and to Cody Greenhill, who came in for the last two innings to just shut down Ole Miss and turn it over to the bats. I mean, that's, again, that's not really been Auburn's strong suit this season to come from behind and, and win it when the pitching is actually doing really well. So it was good to see Auburn actually get to Ole Miss's pitchers and, Ole Miss brought in one of the best bullpens top to bottom in the SEC this weekend, and it was really encouraging to see just how Auburn was able to, to get on to them. Yeah, definitely. And and I think that was critical uh, to get the Thursday, Thursday night win uh, because without Tanner Burns pitching, um, Auburn has been a little shaky here um, as of recent. And to get that win and then have Tanner go in on Friday night was huge. Um, but before we move on to Friday night, uh, let's finish up Thursday. And uh, Richard Fitz, like we were saying, went four and a third of four-hit baseball, no walks and no runs allowed. And then the bull, Cody Greenhill, came on for the final two innings and didn't allow a hit and had three strikeouts. And Edward Julian – did Edward Julian things, Canadian crusher, uh, had a three-run home run and added another RBI on another hit to have a four-RBI night. So big things out of the Canadian crusher, uh, the sophomore out of Canada. Um, and just a, it was a really good night um, for Auburn baseball. That was one heck of a bomb that, that Edward had and actually bounced off of the light pole behind the flagpole which is a pretty good distance beyond the the end of the wall so he got all of that and especially on a night where the the wind wasn't really helping him no not at all but let's move on to Friday and the uh, Auburn Tigers dropped game two of the series five to three to Ole Miss Um, the bats were hitting it far but not very often Uh, the Tigers had six hits which three of were home runs. Uh, they had three solo shots, obviously, um, since the score was five to three. Uh, but two of the solo shots came from Connor Davis and one from Will Holland. So I don't know where this recent, um, the past two or three weeks, power surge from Connor Davis has come from, but I'm liking it. I mean, we, we Brad Dunham last week and, you know, he's he's kind of filling out his role and, and playing to that big power hitter. And it's something that he's kind of struggled with previously, but he's he's really done well this season of seeing the ball and and just hitting it as hard as he could. And, you know, it's it's a shame that these three home runs that Auburn had on Friday night 
were all solos and that Auburn wasn't able to put anything else on anybody else on base ahead of them. Like you said, Auburn had six hits, but they left eight guys on base. Ole Miss was walking guys and nobody was able to do anything with it. And, you know, you put one, maybe two of those guys on base for at least one of those home runs. And, you know, we've got a tied ball game and, you know, but it, it's just hard when you're going up against Ole Miss. They're such a talented team. And Parker Caracy is probably the best closer in the country. And he was able to come in and just shut Auburn down. He had some really good stuff Friday night and made it really difficult for Auburn. Yeah, Parker Caracy, um, you can't say enough good things about that kid. Um, I mean, I think he would take down Chuck Norris in a fight, honestly. <laughs> um but he's got a much better beard than Chuck does. Yes, definitely. But Tanner Burns, as we were saying, got the start on Friday night. And we were, I mean, Auburn fans were very optimistic um, heading, heading into Friday night um, because we already had a win under our belt with Tanner on the mound. Um, but Tanner didn't look the sharpest. He didn't look horrible at all. But he also didn't look the sharpest like his um, early season form that he was in. Um, he allowed three three runs through five innings and had seven strikeouts. And then Elliot Anderson came on for the remaining four innings, um, which proved crucial heading into Saturday's game um, because Elliot let us allowed us to have just one pitcher for those four innings and kept Auburn in the ball game. Uh, but Auburn just couldn't ha- get any runs going and couldn't uh, string hits together. Um, so unfortunately, the Tigers dropped the game five to three but you can't say enough about Elliot Anderson's performance on Friday night yeah and you know I've been kind of hard on Elliot you know on and off this podcast but you know just like at Texas A&M one bad pitch is really what lost the game and that kind of happened again against Ole Miss you know Auburn was only down one when Elliot came in and then in his second inning or in his first inning, gives up a big home run. And then he also gives up another home run in the ninth. And Auburn was able to put up one run to respond to that, but it was still not enough. And unfortunately, Elliot's just like 90% there. If he was just able to control it a little bit better, I think that he would be such a fantastic asset out of the bullpen. Don't think he's just there just yet. But I do agree, him being able to go out there for four innings and just save the bullpen was huge. And, you know, like you mentioned, Tanner wasn't really on his best. And they mentioned it on the broadcast that, you know, last year with Casey, his not his best games were still really good. The difference between his best and his worst games were really not that different. He was still going out there and getting nine, 10 strikeouts and being able to go seven innings. Tanner, on the other hand, is his gap is a lot bigger. And of course, he's not Casey. No, you're not going to see many Casey Mises out there, but Tanner is a really talented pitcher. I think he just really needs to get his efficiency down. Like you said, he goes five innings and had 99 pitches on the, on the night. That's a lot of pitches and not a whole lot of innings. So I think it's, you know, he's he's much more of a strikeout pitcher than Casey was. So that's going to, in turn, make his numbers a little bit more inflated. But if we're able to get a couple more innings 
with a little bit lesser uh, pitch count on Tanner's arm, I think that's going to be really big going forward. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but so let's move on to Saturday. Um, so Auburn this was a fun game. Yes. Um, Auburn wins Thursday's game or, um, and Ole Miss wins Friday's game. So Saturday rubber match, um, Easter being the next day, um, it killed me, but I wasn't able to stay, um, but six innings and I, I had to leave early, but what a crazy game. And, uh, I was able to listen to Rod Bramblett on the radio and just what a game. And, uh, what a gritty performance from the Auburn Tigers. Um, yeah, this is this is one of those games that Auburn has really struggled in recently. Auburn's kind of split the first two games most of the conference season, and when you've exhausted your pitching staff, there's just not a whole lot to use come game three. But Auburn was able to save some pitchers coming into this game, and the bats were just performing so much better. You know, Auburn put up went up 3-1 after three innings, and then Ole Miss tied it in the fifth. Um, Auburn was able to to go up by one in the seventh, and then unfortunately uh, Ole Miss got got that run back and tied it up going in, in the top of the ninth, and Auburn wasn't able to do anything there. And this was one of the hardest games that I think Auburn's had to win all season. Because once again, Parker Caracy comes out, for the second time in two days, which is just unbelievable to me. Um, and he actually looked better on Saturday. His, his, the stuff he was throwing was just so much better, but Auburn was seeing it better too. And, yeah. you know, the two games that Parker Caracy throws in, uh, I think Kaysen Howell, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Matt Scheffler has two of the most important at-bats of his entire career. I think he had an 11-pitch at-bat. 13-pitch. Um, 13-pitch at-bat Friday night. And and did he – he singled off of that, didn't he? He did. He So that's a big at-bat. I think he had a very similar uh, situation as soon as Carisi came back in on Saturday, put a lot of pitches on him. And then Auburn was just able to, to manufacture the run and – Ole Miss threw out some really interesting defense, and it's a shame that you didn't get to watch the end of this game because they yeah, they brought well, they brought in the center fielder and basically played him between the first and second baseman. I mean, they had five infielders, and Hubbard was still able to to get a single off of it. And you know, you feel bad for Parker Caracy. He's such a talented player, and things just didn't fall his way. But it's really nice as an Auburn fan to see things fall your way for once in a while. Yeah, Rod was trying his best to describe it on the radio, <laughs> but he said it was something he had never seen before. Um, so he didn't; he wasn't very successful ex- explaining it. Um, but I uh, I saw the replay, and it was pretty crazy. What it's not what, something you see every day. No, pretty crazy what they did. Um, but then again. Um, you uh, I want to make sure to mention that they were back in their original defense when Connor Davis got the hit. Um, they did that, and Parker Caracy got because we Auburn had the bases loaded with no outs, and Parker Caracy gets a strikeout of 
two Auburn Tigers, um, Kaysen Howe and Edward Julian, uh, to put two outs um, with the bases loaded um, for Connor Davis. And they reverted back to their original defense, um, which may have cost them the game. Um, I, I wouldn't say that because they had they had put three guys on the right side of the infield. And Connor's first pitch hit, which is not something you hear every day out of Connor Davis, was right between the gap between shortstop and third. So even if they had kept that shift on, it wouldn't have helped them at all. Yes. Um, but we, we are failing to mention how this all got started. Um, in the ninth inning, Auburn heads into the ninth leading four to three. And C- Cody Greenhill, I want to say on the first or second pitch of the inning, allows a solo home run uh, to Ole Miss. And they tie it up four to four. He gets the next three guys out. And Auburn gets nothing in the bottom of the night, so we head to extras. And then Ole Miss scores another in the top of the tenth to make it five to four <laughs> off of Cody Greenhill. Uh, I mean, and he was a freshman All-American last year. Um, closer for the Auburn Tigers, just an excellent pitcher. Um, I think by far, and I, I don't think you would argue this, by far our best bullpen arm. Oh, absolutely. So just kind of a, a shock to the yeah. Auburn Tigers. And, you know, I'm thinking driving driving home um, there in the truck, I'm thinking when they hit that or when they get that fifth run to make it five to four, I'm like, well, this is this is Auburn. Um, this is what we've done pretty much all season. Uh, just kind of blown, blown the Sunday game. And, but it felt the same. It just, it felt like it was not going Auburn's way. And, you know, I'm not, you and I aren't the most longtime Auburn baseball watchers, but it, it does seem like in the past couple of years that if Auburn doesn't have the momentum late in the game, it's probably not going to go Auburn's way. And Ole Miss was out there just hitting bombs. Gray Kessinger is one of the scariest batters you're ever going to see. And if you're pitching to him, be careful because that ball is out of the park. And for Cooper Johnson to come up, like you said, in the ninth and hit that huge home run to lead off the ninth and tie the game, it just didn't feel like it was going to go Auburn's way. Felt that, you know, Cody is a fantastic pitcher, but like any pitcher, some days they just don't have it. And it's like, all right, Cody doesn't have it. He's probably worn out from the game before, and this is going to be a tough one to fight back to. And, you know, give up give up a run in the ninth, give up a run in the top of the tenth, and that feeling comes right back that Auburn's, Auburn's going to struggle to get this one. And, man, the, the bottom of the tenth was – so much fun with Matt Scheffler getting a, a single, Ryan Bliss also getting a big single. What a way for Auburn to manufacture that. You know, Ole Miss didn't do things that they should have, and Auburn had some really good bounces. But, you know, just like like we've been bragging on Connor Davis, he's finally coming into what he should be. And yeah. the last two years, if you said – Bases loaded, two outs, Connor Davis is up to hit. I probably wouldn't 
give Auburn very good odds of doing anything with it. And he comes up there and on the first pitch ends the game with, like I said, a, a single to, to left field. And man, what a, what a fun way to end that game. Yeah. And I want to make sure to mention um, two things. Um, the first thing Butch Thompson uh, started his post-game press or post-game interview um, mentioning this is um, Parker Caracy did not look the sharpest there in that extra inning. And you go, you got to go back and think if Matt Scheffler doesn't have that 13 pitch at bat on Friday, uh, does Parker, does Parker struggle like this in the extra inning? You know, and I, I think that's a, that's entirely correct. I think Matt Scheffler had two of the biggest at bats again in his career and this weekend. Yes, and, and that's those a, those were some gutsy and gritty at bats. And I mean, I can't tell you how bad I wish I was in that stadium Friday night as Matt Scheffler goes for thirteen pitches and and ends up winning the fight with a single. That's one of the best at-bats that you're going to see in a baseball game. Let's not forget that Jack Owen was able to come in um, for the first time in four or five weeks, and uh, he threw two and a third um, of nearly perfect baseball in the, in the um, I think, fourth inning or fifth inning um, in relief of Brooks Fuller. And you can't, you can't say enough about – how big that is to get Jack Owen back and get him in the groove. Yeah, for, for Jack to come back was, like you said, just huge for this team, a big shot in the arm and, and a really big sigh of relief for this pitching staff. And Jack has played so well this season until his injury. And, you know, we haven't seen him at all since the Tennessee series is what Auburn opened up conference playing. He had a he had a complete game shutout or against them or, or – something along those lines and um you know to come in in a pretty tight situation um Brooks Fuller you know got two outs in the top of the fifth and I think they had at least one maybe two guys on base and Jack was able to come in and make quick work and and finish that inning and then go another two had 29 pitches and um, Butch said after the game that he did have a little bit of the pitch count that they were trying to keep him under and give him a little bit of a taste of game action. And I think he performed incredibly well to you know, put some more trust in him and that the coaches could have. And that's going to be really big going forward. Yeah. And, um, but I'm looking forward to having Jack back. And um, I think we may look back um, hopefully later on um, this year on this series and on that particularly that Saturday game and even that one at or that one or two at bats by Matt Scheffler and say that was the at bat that was the game that changed the season for Auburn um, because in our last twelve games are uh, we sit at five and seven so it's just not very good um, but. Hopefully that gets the Tigers back on track and uh, gets us back um, headed in the winning direction. But let's go ahead and talk about this upcoming week for Auburn baseball. Um, The Tigers take a trip up to Jacksonville State tomorrow. 
Um, Jacksonville State has a new baseball facility um, because their baseball field was blown away in a tornado, um, I think, last year or two years ago. And, they, they were they were planning on rebuilding and, and upgrading that before the season, I believe, before I that before that tornado came through. But yeah, the, uh, last year tornadoes did hit Jacksonville State and and did some pretty good damage. But I, I think the plan was to already you know play out of a different stadium come this season. Yeah, but anyways, I'm looking forward to going and seeing the new facility they have up there in Jacksonville, Alabama and uh, checking it out and hopefully bringing home a win um, for Auburn. But we need a midweek win for sure. Definitely. But, uh, and then on uh, Thursday, Friday and Saturday, another Thursday, Friday and Saturday series, um, Auburn travels up to Nashville Um and Auburn will uh, be attending the NFL draft. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but, yes, the NFL draft is in Nashville this weekend as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to a loaded, loaded weekend, um, jam-packed um, in Nashville, um, and just a bunch of fun for Auburn baseball um, as they have a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series, which is the three days that the NFL draft is going on. Um, not not the best scheduling by the SEC, but no, that's that's going to be a fun weekend and a and a jam packed weekend. And I think that they said on the broadcast that there was something else also going on in town. That I think there's a marathon going on in Nashville oh, that weekend or something. Shock, shocker! So you're going to have a hard time checking out the the city. That's for sure. But this Vanderbilt team is it's pretty good to say the least. Um, they're 31 and nine overall, 12 and six in conference, and they're currently sitting on a four-game win streak. And I think you know exactly how their last series went this weekend, don't you? Um, yes, I do. Um, you want to uh, tell me and everybody else? They swept the Alabama Crimson Tide um, at Sewell Thomas Field, which is the home of the Alabama Crimson Tide. <laughs> so they came in Tuscaloosa, and they. Uh, they did they did work had their fun um especially the kid i can't even uh begin to praise him enough you you were saying gray kessinger can hit the baseball i'm not looking forward to pitching to jj bladay um oh, he is uh leads college, leads college baseball in home runs currently at 20 home runs oh. and is nearing the school record um so i do not look forward to facing him um but i I agree and you know vanderbilt's known for their pitching and to have a power guy at the plate is is going to be tough and you know you you look back through uh, vandy's conference season and they started off only going one and two against texas a&m in college station they were able to sweep Florida, who was ranked 14th at the time, and they're not not at that point <laughs> anymore. Um, took two of three uh, from Tennessee. Fell twice at Georgia, who was also really good this year. And then they were able to take two of three from Arkansas before sweeping Alabama. So it's a really tough team 
to face and Auburn definitely has their work cut out for them. And, you know, the biggest, of course you want to see Auburn come out here and win all three games, but the most realistic uh, expectations for this weekend is to avoid getting swept. Auburn, you have to steal a game this weekend, especially if you want to hit that 15 win mark. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and like we always say, the one thing you can't do in conference play is get swept. Um, yeah, at Alabama. But anyway, um, so uh, the so yep, the Auburn Tigers sit at ten and eight in conference um, with four conference series remaining at Vanderbilt, hosting Alabama at Plainsman Park, hosting Georgia at Plainsman Park, and then traveling down to Baton Rouge to finish the SEC season. So, I think there's five, I think there's five more wins in that schedule. I I sure hope there's five more wins because. Um, if not, it's going to be a rough, rough four weeks. But I agree with you. I think I actually think the, the Tigers will get six wins. Um, I don't know. I don't know where they'll find them, but I, I just feel like um, I feel like the the Tigers will find six wins somewhere. What's What's your gut feeling on this weekend? Does Auburn? I think they'll the, still. I think they'll get one this weekend, and then. We'll either I think we'll either get two or three versus Alabama, and then I'm hoping for I'm hoping for two since it's at home versus Georgia, um, maybe one, and then um, traveling down to LSU um, with at least one, maybe two. Yeah, um, Alex Bot Stadium is again one of the toughest places to play in the country, and yeah. it seems like Auburn always gets stuck with LSU at the end of the season and when it's hot and muggy in Baton Rouge it's just really tough for anybody to come in there and play yeah but I I mean you may disagree but I think I think Auburn will win either the Georgia series or the LSU series I don't know no, I, I agree with you there I think Auburn steals one against Vanderbilt grabs the win against Alabama and then the LSU and Georgia series Auburn's going to win three games out of those six. Yeah, I, I agree. Which, whichever way that those end up, I'll, I'll be okay with. Yes, 100% agree. But um, I think that just about does it. Um, looking at our discussion points, um, I think the only thing um, that we haven't really discussed in detail is Davis Daniel um, was announced today um, being officially out for the season. Um, we'll go undergo Tommy John surgery on Thursday, um, with Dr. James Andrews down in Pensacola, Florida. Um, so just heartbreaking, super tough to, uh, to hear and hear about that with Davis Daniel. Um, but, um, I, I truly feel like Auburn getting these freshmen, some experience under their belt. I feel like Auburn's going to be okay. Yeah, it's this isn't the way that you want it to go, especially for a kid like Davis who, you know, passed on 11th round money and wanted to come back to Auburn and help this team win. And, and for it to just end like it did, only pitching two innings all season long, starting the season off with him on the mound and it not going but an hour um, and to just have setback after setback on his return to pitch and then it ends like this. It's it's really sad and, and you hate it for him, but 
you know, it was good to see on TV uh, Davis just playing around in the dugout. Anytime they had a, you know, an interview with one of the players or the coaching staff, Davis was always right there and just having a good time. So hopefully his spirits are still high after this news and after his surgery, but that's just, that's a hard hit on a kid who had a pretty decent pro career, you know, future. Yeah, just uh, super tough to see. But I think that'll do it, uh, just about do it for this episode of Hitchcock Hecklers. Um, Before we head out, let's tell the people how they can connect with us. You can find me on Twitter at CFullman30. That is C-F-U-L-L-M-A-N-3-0. Clint, how can the people find you? You can follow me on Twitter at ClintAU24, and you can check out my website, the Auburn Uniform Database at auburnuniforms.com. All right, well, I think that'll just about do it for this time um, on Hitchcock Hecklers, and until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?